0: Well, happy Friday. Of course, by now you know what this means, right? Yeah, the weekend's coming, but also it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison.
1: And it is good to be with you on this Friday, Adam. So excited. Uh, I'm very excited to be able to share with you a uh, review of the movie War Room. Now, one of the things that's really neat about this time is there aren't too many. Usually when we review a movie here on the podcast, It's because we waited until it got on Netflix, and then Adam and I are able to watch it independently, and then we are able to come into the studio and record a review. Yes. Together. Interestingly enough, (laughs) even though we planned to watch this movie together, we did... Kind of do the Netflix thing and watch it (laughs) semi-independently for reasons which were already divulged if you saw our Periscope video from Rivertown Crossings Mall on the day in question. But if you didn't, here's a brief review. We decided to go to the 350 showing of War Room because I had an evening commitment and 350 worked fine with our schedules, both of us. And so we got our tickets Went into the movie theater, and the pre-show was running without any picture. Yeah. And unlike previous times when this has occurred, where they were able to fix it and start the movie a few minutes late, they said, we're canceling this showing, but you can come to the 510. Well, I couldn't sit through the whole 510, so I sat through half of the 510 and then came back at 8 o'clock to finish watching the movie. So what an adventure. To bring you this review of War Room. And the reason we're bringing it to you now is that hopefully, when you're listening to this, and I'm pretty sure it's true, that it will still be playing in your local theater. And I would encourage you to please go and see it because we do need more films like it. And we'll get more into that in a moment. But first of all, Adam, can you give us the quote of the day?
0: And our quote actually comes from the movie itself. People are always leaving Jesus out, and that's why we're in the mess we're in.
1: And I just really like this quote. There's actually a lot of quotes that I liked in this movie. And maybe I'll get into a a few more in the main segment if I can remember them. That's one of the problems um, of when I watch these movies or whatever. Being able to take notes and still concentrate on the movie would be an excellent talent to have one that i won't don't have if i ever have a wife that can write shorthand uh that might help when we go to do these reviews but that's neither here nor there but the but i really like this quote because it really typifies where we are as a culture we we leave jesus christ out of everything these days and if he's not a curse word then it's like how dare you it's almost like you used a four letter word. Yeah. If you're using the name of Christ in a reverential manner. And so I really that really stuck out to me and I was like, you know what? That is true. And so um that's why I chose this quote as our quote of the day. And I hope that as you watch War Room, as you listen to this review, as you've listened to these pod this podcast over the years, that it will be an a vehicle Uh, along with this film, the podcast and the film to be able to encourage you to not leave Christ out because Christ is not going to barge into our lives. He is going to be a gentleman. He's knocking at the door. And if we're willing to let him in, he will come in and he can put things to right. The Bible says that God does things decently and in order. And boy, do we need that today? Mm -hmm. Um, So, we're going to get into our the meat of our review in just a second. But first, let's listen to a trailer for the movie War Room. Hey, you know what? I thought your jump rope routine was really good. I just got a notification that you moved money from our savings into your checking account.
0: Can we talk about this later? You must be the real estate agent. Well, it's so good to meet you. Let me show you the house. This is my favorite place in this house. I call it my
1: war room. You wrote
0: prayers for each area of your life. Prayer strategy.
1: I sure could use some of that. Tony, you should go see her practice tomorrow. I'm out of town this week. When were you going to tell me? I just did. Tony, that was my favorite rep. I'm real good. Okay. How you doing? I wish I lived at your house. Whenever my parents are together, they just fight. Dude, I can't get a pass from you. It'd be easier to baptize a cat. I just needed to blow off a little scene today. There's one thing we do well, it's fight. You do
0: not want World War III to break out in your home. No, no, I don't.
1: Just because you argue a lot doesn't mean that you fight well. You got to plead
0: with God so that he can do what only he can do. Then you got to get out of the way and let him do it. You need to do your fighting
1: in prayer. I've never seen anybody do what you did.
0: It's time for you to take off the gloves and fight for your merit. Lord, we need an army of believers. Lord, call us to battle. Raise them up, Lord. Raise
1: them up. fight fighting the good. Fight in the good. Fight in the good. Fight, good, fight. All right, and there you have it, a trailer for the movie War Room. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about the main synopsis. Um, why don't you give us a brief synopsis, Adam?
0: Okay, well, this is... Uh... The movie is about Tony and Elizabeth Jordan, who've been married sixteen years. They live in I think it was like Charlotte, North Carolina. They have one daughter and they've reached a point where uh, their marriage has became very strained and there's a lot of stress and a lot of tension in the house. There's even a couple of scenes, especially towards the beginning of the movie we are watching, and I was like pulling at my shirt neck a little bit like Egh. you know this is a little uncomfortable and uh they've reached a point. Where they're so distant, and as the movie rolls on, uh, Elizabeth Jordan, who's a real estate agent, meets Miss Clara, who then kind of introduces her to how she gets through things in life. Miss Clara, that is, through a, a special closet she has in her house, which is not a, a magic room or magic closet, but it's, it's a place she goes to pray for others and even for herself when things get hard. And um, as the movie progresses, you see how that helps to – encourage each other's lives and don't want to give too much away, but that's a, a brief summary of a lot of what happens in the movie.
1: And uh, as far as my general thoughts go, um, I will have, um, well, let's just get them out of the way right off the bat. I, I um, have thought about putting them on the back burner, but then, you know, maybe I wouldn't get to them or maybe uh, it would just be awkward. So we'll just go right right into it. I liked this movie, okay? Mm -hmm. I really appreciated this movie. I think the Kendrick brothers do an awesome job with the way that they make films. Um, And so I don't want to disparage them too much. But I have to say that I was only slightly disappointed in this film simply because in some ways it seemed like a mashup of um, their last couple films. And it wasn't really any action sequences, you know, unlike uh, Courageous that dealt with the police department as a subplot, yeah. And then you had and you had Fireproof that dealt with firefighting as a subplot. There really wasn't that in this film, so I I did feel like it was lacking a little bit on that front. Um, but I but I'm not gonna spend the majority of this. podcast nitpicking because i still did think it was a really good film um and as my brother uh bartholomew told me um and i'm sure uh wanted to contribute to this podcast he just said that it was a little more predictable than he expected you know we like movies with surprise twists and there were a couple but there was definite predictability yeah um and so thank you, uh, Bartholomew, for that contribution. But those are my general thoughts. What did you think, Adam?
0: I thought it was i thought it was a good, solid movie. Uh, whenever I go into a Christian film, I'm always a little nervous about too much cheese in it, you know? That it's a little too... Uh, it, it becomes so nicey-nice that it becomes un- unbelievable. Um, There's only a couple quick moments in the movie where that happened. Otherwise... Uh, I, I thought it was it was pretty solid. Uh it made me laugh a few times and uh there were some times where it, it got you thinking too, uh in in a good way. Not like got you down depressed thinking, but like, mm, that that's a that's a good quote, that's a good thought. I didn't look at things that way.
1: The the one thing that I will say as you were talking about Christian films and cheese, the other thing that I think of is a lot of times with these Christian films they kind of have an evangelistic appeal yeah, where they're talking to people that aren't Christians and hopefully entertaining them while giving them the message of the gospel, which is fine to a degree. But I also resonate with certain people who say that sometimes we smash the gospel into these films in a way that's not natural. And the one thing I will say about this film is that this is the first one that they've made where it's more about, christians who already know the lord ratcheting up their christian life that's true prayer Mm -hmm. there's not really an evangelistic appeal um a lot of times people say well it's only doing so well because the church is going out to see it but the first weekend okay let's put this in perspective the first weekend of war room it was number two overall in the box office. yeah number two overall, and number one new film. That is pretty amazing. And to me, that tells me that the church is still alive and well in the United States of America. Yeah. And that excites me a lot. And I really just want to encourage um, those who are out there who are Bible-believing Christians, who who love the Lord and who go to church regularly, live it out in your life. Live like you uh, believe it. Because, because if we believe what the Bible says, then it will result in a changed life. If we li- believe what the Bible says about prayer, we will pray for others as Elizabeth learns to do in this movie. And it will impact our children <laughs> as it impacted her daughter. And it will impact our spouses as it impacted her husband. So this is, this is really important for the church to not only sh- show that they believe by the box office, but show that they believe when they walk out of the box. Office. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to throw that in there. And um, I really like Clara a lot. You know, there's a point at which you kind of feel like she has it all together. And then toward the end of the movie, you realize that she's teaching Elizabeth lessons that took her way too long to learn. Yeah. You know, and so I thought that was a good plot twist. That you're not expecting, and you're just like, um, you know, that was that was really well done. And just, I think probably the best actress in the whole film yeah. was the lady, Karen, Karen Abercrombie, I believe is her name, who played Clara. And also, just as an aside, there is a restaurant scene where Kelsey Kingsbury, the daughter of... Uh, Kelsey kingsbury Kopecki, the daughter of Karen Kingsbury, an author that we have featured on the Speaking for Him book club, was a waitress in a restaurant scene in the movie. So that's just an aside, something to look for when you are watching the movie. So um, uh, negatives about the movie, I I think that um, as far as the movie making, I think there could be a little bit more character development, Mm -hmm. um, especially as far as the friends, like Michael Jr.'s character and uh, T.C. Stallings' main character were best friends, supposedly, but we don't really get a background to say, this is how long we've been together, this is, you know... He does say we've been friends for a long time, but I would have liked to see a little bit more of that backstory established. And I know that Chris Fabry wrote a novelization of the film, and he probably did add some of that in, but it's it's missing from the film. And um, like I said, it would have been nice to have more of an actual action-oriented backdrop. Um, but now, Adam, as far as first positives and then some negatives, what what were, what were your thoughts in a more specific manner? As far as
0: this movie goes, uh, positives. I I loved how they really showed an amazing example of uh, discipleship, like how Miss Clara was reaching out to Karen, uh, or re- reaching out to Elizabeth, that is. And I I love how they kind of met just through a real estate meeting because Miss Clara was was selling her house. Uh, it, it just goes to show that you know it, you don't have to be like just at church or this divine meeting to you know, get these discipleship relationships going or groups or anything. Sometimes it just happens in normal moment in life that God's like, here's an opportunity that I'm opening up right in front of you. And it could be something as little as a, a work real estate meeting. And that's how it started. So uh, I, I loved how they really just gave a great example of that. And uh, also I loved how as the movie went on, because uh, right away as Elizabeth started to Learned some stuff from Miss Clara, how to work on her marriage. Elizabeth's husband wasn't responding. It wasn't like, you know, Elizabeth said, oh, okay, honey, I'll love you like Christ wants me to do. And he's like, okay. And they, you know, run off to the sunset. It took a little bit. So I like how they showed that example of how she uh, kept loving even when her husband was still treating her not so great. Um, and if you go see the movie, you'll know specifically how he was treating her. So I liked how they – showed those two examples i thought they did a great job and it was a good storyline with that uh as for negatives um i do feel like it was a a little unrealistic in a couple of the scenes where they were they were fighting or even after it was like a couple scenes and then the husband started to kind of soften his heart and, and, and get better right away like that does happen don't get me wrong but i feel like it was it was just a very very quick jump to all of a sudden Things were kind of getting better, and, and it was better. So, um, I, I feel like that was a a little unbelievable, but um, it happens in situations yeah, too. Yeah, you so. know,
1: it's kind of interesting. There, there, there. Is such. A, I'm sure it's a very tricky thing uh, to to write anything right dramatic. You only have so
0: much time to and fit everything cause, in.
1: Because the the fact of the matter is, we're coming up, believe it or not, closer than we realize on our Christmas uh, time, yeah. and I'm still praying about what God wants me to put in those one or two weeks or possibly even more weeks, um, depending on how ambitious our project is. But I've thought about writing something, but I just haven't been struck with um, enough inspiration, at least I feel at this point, to pull it off. But all that to say, I I recently watched a TV show, and I'm not going to go into detail on that here because that's not what we're reviewing, but it was a half-an-hour Western. And the interesting thing about that is that the whole first ha- the first part of it seems to go slow, almost like it's setting up an hour, and then the second half has to burn right through, yeah. hurry right through in order to get it done. And so I think that's kind of what you're alluding to where mm-hmm. parts of it were like, "Oh, this is long because it has to be long because it's a process." And then all of a sudden, "Oh, we have to catch up. We have to catch him up to her." Right. And so it wasn't as organic or authentic yeah, coming from him. So I definitely can see what you were talking about there. Uh, did you have an overall favorite scene?
0: Oh, boy, a favorite scene. That would be tough, 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 tough. Um You know, it would probably have to be when Miss Clara found out that things started to get better in the end. And she was kind of, she was celebrating. She (laughs) was celebrating to the Lord. Oh, that was awesome. And you just tell this was a woman who really had a life of faith because she gets so excited and so celebratory about it. And, uh, it was, it was great. It was great comic relief, but it was, it was believable because there's so many people that have that joy and, you know, we all give a praise when we see God move. So, uh, I I loved that scene. I felt like that was so genuine, and it it was hilarious.
1: And just as an aside, she loves her ice cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: uh-huh. that too.
1: <laughs> oh, but I'm sure you will see that when you watch the film. All right, now we're on to characters in specific. Favorite character, Adam.
0: The award would have to go to once again Miss Clara. Um, I thought she was amazing. She was like that great grandma that everybody wants. She was someone that you could go to her her old 1920s home and she'd make you cookies and and coffee and she'd make you laugh and she'd give you wisdom and she'd give you uh, a a good word of faith. And I felt like I was sitting in a living room with her and I loved it.
1: And you know, what's interesting about that? This is, this is another kind of aside, but this is literally what my thought process was because for some reason that I do not know, I thought that she was this older lady that possibly had passed away uh, after they did the after they shot the film and that they'd kind of dedicated it to her. I don't know where I got that because when I looked it up, not only was she not dead, which is good, but she's not old. she's a younger lady. I think she was actually the lady in a photograph of her in her younger years. And then they made her up to look old, but she really sold the part of the old grandma type lady mm-hmm. with, um, you know, with, with one son. And I loved what she said about her son. She said, I wanted five or six children, um, but he was all I could handle. So that's, <laughs> that's what God sent me. And I really, that's kind of one, the one thing that I try to encourage people with is you know, just because you're trusting God with your family doesn't mean that you're going to have a dozen kids or even six. But if you trust God, you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you trusted God and you never have to wonder, what if? And I, yeah. just, I just really liked that. I also think it was a kind of an homage because I know that both Stephen and... Uh, Alex Kendrick have families that are a little bit on the larger side, especially for the way we understand family today. But in, but I always wondered why they didn't write a movie about a bigger family, but then I realized that that's a lot more character development true you have to do for that many characters. So that's probably part of it as well. So I would agree with you on Miss Clara as a favorite character. Um, and then least favorite character i would have to say that it was one of the executives that worked for um mr jordan's company and the reason that i say that is not just because of the way he acted later in the film and i don't i'm not going to give away why yeah when he was mad but he felt like he was always mad Mm -hmm. and even when they were greeting him and and Thanking him for his work and giving him a bonus, the, the guys he met. Yeah. So he easily gets least favorite character.
0: For me, oh. thinking it would have to be, uh, there was a woman that Tony was introduced to uh, through work.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. good candidate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was some moments where, with him being a married man... Not, not Never. a good thing to pursue, and uh, but but from her perspective, she was just kind of the, well, I'm I'm gonna get what I want kind of perspective, and to see that you know the damage it, it could have caused or what happened from then, you have to see the movie to see exactly where that storyline went to. But, um, just her persona of you know I just kind of am, am here to, to get what I want and in the high paying job and kind of just in it for herself regardless of the consequences. I was like, mm, I'm not a fan of that.
1: All right, and this kind of backtracks a little bit to something we talked about earlier with with kind of weaknesses of the show, and this has been kind of a lingering weakness for me with Kendrick Brothers Films. They have a good standard uh, morally, which is that their their couples don't kiss each other Mm. because they're not married. Yeah. Um, But by the same token, that takes away from the chemistry on screen, so... My hope would be in a future film that they would find a married couple who can act yeah. together so they can have that chemistry without compromising their rule. Because I think it's a great rule. I mean, I don't think that people who are married should go around kissing other people. Yeah. That's just not a good recipe for success. And so I definitely agree with them on that. But it does take a little bit away from the chemistry. Um, and then also just another interesting fact, and I think this is the first film that the Kendrick brothers did. Well, first of all, it's the first one they did with their independent film company, Kendrick brothers, which by the way, does there have to be so many subsidiaries? I felt like we were sitting there for 20 minutes watching all the film companies. go by. <laughs> uh, But that's Like just, they made five movies. But that's just another aside. It's just amazing how complicated the movie making process is. And then, also, I think it's their first movie that didn't take place in Albany, Georgia. True. I think all the other ones did, but I think this one was based in North Carolina. So, just kind of interesting. All right, we're about to wrap up this review. We hope that you will go and see War Room while it's in theaters, if you can, so you can show Hollywood that this is a movie that we want in theaters. I may even go see it again just because I want to support that kind of movie. Mm Mm-hmm going into and staying in our theaters. Um, but Adam, what's the biggest lesson that you think you took away from the film?
0: Uh, the biggest one for me, uh, it's kind of funny because I know a big core of it was prayer and, and about saving your marriage. I would say that my biggest lesson I took away was that it's never too late. Uh, you know, the couple had been married 16 years and they already had a daughter that was probably about 10 years old. And, I know can be easy to get in the mindset of, well, by that time, the marriage is the way it is and it's too late, Uh, but it wasn't for them and it's not too late for anybody, for any situation in life. So the fact that if you just say right now or sometime in the near future where it's like, we can change this, it's, it's never too late.
1: Well, and I, I, to me, there were some really good lessons. I, I really liked, you know, we talked, we hinted a little bit at a scene where, Mr. Jordan, I always forget his first name, but he uh, he contemplated unfaithfulness to his wife and his wife kind of had an inkling of this before the scene happened. Yeah. And so she's praying for him and saying, God, protect him. Don't let him uh, be unfaithful. And God did. And, And in some ways that might seem unreal, unrealistic, but I have heard true stories like that. So I know that there is some basis in reality. And I also like the fact that Clara toward the end, when she's telling her about how she failed her husband, but how she's like, God, I failed, but help me to find other people that I can help not fail. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a good lesson for the Christian life. So often we focus on perfection, uh, god does say be perfect for because i am perfect so he wants us to pursue perfection but we focus on it to the degree that if we ever messed up in an area we don't think that we can speak into someone's life in that area when in reality the fact that we messed up gives us leverage to do that in a way that we couldn't before yeah because we can say i've walked this road i made this mistake don't do what i did Mm -hmm. and uh Often people don't want to listen to us and they have to learn the hard way, but we should be open and willing uh, to be used in those ways. And just this fact that, you know, uh, the, the wife, Elizabeth, she's like really happy and grateful to Miss Clara for what she did in praying for her and helping her and, Ms. Clara is like, well, you really helped me. I prayed for someone to help, and you came along. And then she said, we can't stop here. You need to pray for someone to help. And I think I've said on previous episodes of this podcast that I endeavor to have Pauls and Timothys around me, people that I can look up to and admire and can help me in my Christian walk, and people that I can also help in my Christian walk. And by putting myself in the middle of those two things, then I can avoid the pratfalls of that I sometimes got into in a teenage, as a teenager. um, That the proverbs talk about when it says, "He who walks with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed." Generally, as a teenager, if I hung out with teens and tried to be popular with them, I could get myself into trouble. I mean, yeah. nothing that most people today would consider trouble, but trouble nonetheless, mm-hmm. because sin is sin in God's eyes. So. Um, that's just some important things to remember so there's just a lot of lessons in this film and I hope that people will go see it hope that they will take their family and friends and that they will discuss it um, I know that there is like a curriculum uh, a DVD curriculum that uh, that is coming out of it on prayer which is sounds like a good thing and then of course I mentioned the novelization which I believe is already out by Chris Fabry, and we'll try to get some links to those resources on the blog post so that you can avail yourself of those as well. Okay, Adam, this is something that we sometimes forget to do when we do these movie reviews, but we're going to do it today. One to five, five being best, one being worst, what is your ranking for War Room?
0: I'm going to give a good recommendation for this movie. I'm going to give it a four. I thought it was good. I thought it had great messages in it, and it was uh, family-friendly. That was cool, too. There wasn't once where I was like, ooh, do I have to quick look down at my seat, or do I have to quick go to the bathroom for five minutes during the movie because it's not so good. Uh, There wasn't one thing in it that even an eight-year-old couldn't see, so uh, I give it a four.
1: I would give it a four, too, and the only reason it's not a five is for reasons that I've already discussed in this podcast. So we won't go back through them individually, <laughs> but uh, suffice it to say, it's a great film. And I hope that we don't have to wait quite as long uh, as we did between fire, between courageous and war room for the Kendrick brothers next um, offering. And I know that as of right now, they don't have, they have a policy that they don't accept, accept other people's material. And they always write their own films, which is great. But I would really, I still would really like to see them tackle a biopic of of somebody that um, is doing great things for the Lord, just to kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, maybe have a little bit freshness to the formula. But other than that, I don't really have any more advice for them. And they probably won't listen to this podcast anyway. So, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I guess you never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think everybody that does listen and I hope that you will tell your friends, you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher as you'll hear in our outro. I didn't really need to do that, but I threw it up there anyway. But also, um, just know that when you give feedback and you tell your friends about it, it really does help and it will help us get noticed by more people. And, Hopefully, just get us more opportunities to do um, even better interviews and make this podcast better going forward. Well, that's pretty much all I have for today. I hope that you will uh, go out, hopefully, this weekend and see the War Room. And uh, we'll be back uh, with you next week for an all-new Speaking for Him podcast. But until then, keep serving the best.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gamson, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H I M. You can also interact with us at Facebook.com/speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.